No dough, no show. Are you a showing coordinator or a stone cold killer closer? You don't get to see one of my houses unless you paid me money first. Find out how I do it in this episode. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. This is the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. Buckle your your seatbelt and prepare to learn how to legally make six figures investing in real estate with no money, no credit check, and nothing but a computer and internet connection. Learn how you too can begin generating buyers and sellers for free today and why you're only two calls away from making a $10,000 or more payday while never leaving the comfort of your home. And now, your host, the virtual real estate investor, Vincent Polisi. All right, guys, let me explain to you what I'm talking about here. The way that I have things set up and have been doing it for years, I do not allow anybody to see a house unless they've made application and paid money up front. Now, the obvious question that people are going to ask is going to be, well, what if I don't like the house? And I get that and I understand that. And it's set up that way intentionally so that we can roll right into explaining how the Home Finder program and joint venture partnership work. If you don't do that when you're doing these types of deals, what will happen is you will send somebody out to a property, they get the lockbox code, they go see the house. And if they don't like it, you will never hear from them again. And all you've done is wasted time. Don't do that. Okay. This is why learning to sell and close is so paramount. I'm not going to waste time setting up and scheduling showings for people unless they've demonstrated their seriousness and that they understand what we're doing. Because if you don't like the house, that's okay. It doesn't matter. I can get you one that you do like. What's most important is the program that we run and making sure that it's a good fit for you up front. So I instilled a process long ago to ensure that I was forced to close up front so I didn't lose revenue. You can do the exact same thing. Listen to this call. Without further delay, it's unquestionably everyone's favorite segment of the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. It's time for an extra-large dose of total transparency as you listen to Vincent live and in the trenches dodging bullets and grenades while he's closing real buyers and sellers over the phone. Hey, it's Vincent again. Hey, Vincent, how are you? Good. Um, Okay, so we left off. You were finishing explaining. I I just did a little research on the internet, found positive stuff about you. Oh, no. Don't listen to it. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I found positive stuff, which I was kind of shocked. I expected to. See, he steals your money, and you never hear from him again. Nice, I love it. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But so far, I can't find anything negative, and Uh, I was looking. But um, I guess I went on your website and was just looking at a slideshow you had set up for Georgia homeowners. Okay, sure. And how it works. So um, basically, I'm just I'm getting like what you started explaining to me. It was kind of like. uh, rent to own type of scenario, but a little, yeah, it's, a little more. It's we I use the term rent to own 
on the website because that's what the average individual understands. Okay, and then what we have to do is we have to kind of re-educate them as to exactly what we're doing, so that um, you know they can understand. Because if I put out their owner finance stuff, I go through all this. Nobody's going to have any idea what we're talking about. Uh huh. That makes sense. So, okay. Yeah. So so basically, the how does the the mortgage work? Is it still under Diane's name? Yeah, it would be until you refinance and get her out from underneath it. Okay, so, and the down payment, so to speak, is that the equity that she has in the home already, or where, where are they coming up with that amount? You mean the down payment from you? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a standard FHA down payment, and it's set up that way to ensure that all things being equal, when you go to refinance, you're not having to, you know, bring additional cash to the table. That's the objective. Okay. okay. Some some of that is predicated on valuation. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so what happens if we're paying her monthly, it's auto drafted or whatever, and she's not paying the mortgage? Well, that, that's a great question, but that cannot happen. And the reason that cannot happen, or it can only happen one time, is because in our assignment agreement to her, she has to, number one, provide me proof the mortgage is current up front before you ever take occupancy and before you're ever at risk. And I have a quid pro quo agreement <clears throat> in place that in the, you're required to make a payment every month She's required to provide you proof every month that the payment, the mortgage payment, has been made. Okay, so okay. she'd have to send a statement via email or yep. something, or yep, yep, she sends you a statement via email, or depending on how it's set up, sometimes you, you'll get online access to their actual mortgage um, account online. Okay. And sometimes, sometimes we can't do that if it's tied to their bank account, but. Um, some, in some cases, you, you can get access to the actual online account, and you'll be able to see it. But what happens is this. She has to execute, when she assigns the assignment agreement, a, um, it's called a borrower's authorization. And if you've ever done it, you did, when you did your last mortgage, you had to sign one, too. That document is what's required for anybody to speak to the lender that is not right. the borrower because of the Privacy Act. And so what I what happens what happens here is this. And thankfully, and I'll just say this: in six years, I've never once had any client ever um, who ever called me up and said that they were losing the house because they made the payment. The guy didn't pay the mortgage and all that because of the protections that we have in place to ensure against that. Um, because okay. let's 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 say that you know you get in the house and three months later she won't give you a statement, or she gives you a statement and it says that she's a month behind and all that, then the way the assignment agreement is put together, I have the ability then to wrestle control of a payment acceptance away from her, okay, so that we could then pay either have you pay the mortgage directly or have it set up with a third-party real estate attorney or a property management firm or something like that where they would then be able to take and make the payments on a monthly basis. And the point there is is that we don't ever want to get more than, you know, we don't ever want to get more than one payment down, um, and that's essentially... To, uh, that's, a, that's essentially the way it gets so you're protected. So if she refuses to provide you a statement, if she provides you a statement that shows that it's behind, 
then, you know, we're done at that point and I take control and we'll handle the payment initially or have, or get you set up to do it. I, I'll tell you that you here's why, here's the way this works. In six years, I've only ever had one person call me and say, Hey, I'm getting a little worried here. It's the 17th of the month and he hasn't provided me the statement, even though I've asked for it a couple of times. And I said, okay, well, I've got the information. So what I did was I jumped on uh, the phone because I've got all the, all the loan information and, and all that. Um, uh-huh. and I went through the, both mortgage companies automated phone systems and was able to verify in less than five minutes that both mortgages were current. He just hadn't, he'd been on vacation or something and hadn't gotten around uh-huh. to sending it to the guy and everything was fine. It's been uh-huh. copacetic. No, no problems, but that's all, it's one time in six years. Uh-huh. Okay. Sounds good. So what happens after the 24 months? Uh, we don't want to buy it. Well, it doesn't really work that way because you would have already bought it. But it's not in our name. Sure it is. You're getting a tax deduction for it. So, but we're paying her the mortgage. So is our name on the mortgage then? Your name is on your mortgage, yes. The the mortgage for... Let me me back you up for a second. Um, If that's the direction that you want to go in where you don't want to be committed to quote-unquote purchasing the home, then what you want is a lease option, not a contract for deed. Because a lease option, you're a tenant, you make your payments, and you have the option to purchase within the option uh, time period. And if you elect not to exercise your option, then you don't have to, quote-unquote, purchase anything. You don't have to refinance. You just, your lease expires, the option agreement expires, and you move on down the road to a different deal. You know, the downside there is you don't don't get the tax deduction. You're not a homeowner. You don't get the multi-lines discount on the car insurance. You know, you have a landlord. You know, there's a whole different ballgame. I understand. But what, what I don't understand as far as, the more, like you're saying, you own it. So how do I own it if I'm paying her? Well, it's like, saying how, it's, like, it's like saying how does she own it if she's paying Bank of America? Okay, so is is our name on the the mortgage bill? Okay, listen to what I'm saying. Yes, a mortgage is being created for you. It's an owner finance mortgage. Okay, through her, legally. Through her, yes, through her. Okay. All right, so okay. she's she's basically the mortgage company. She's the, yeah, she's the mortgagee. That's correct. Okay, so she's kind of like the bank to us. Not kind of like she is the bank. Remember when I okay, said so you she, you yeah, you shift from buyer to borrower, she shifts from seller to lender or seller to bank if you want to look okay. at it that way. Um, okay. When you guys execute, when you guys execute the contract or deed, okay. So your your roles change, and that, that's how you don't okay. have a landlord. Okay. And you don't you don't have somebody uh, with a thumb on your head. Okay. So she's the mortgage uh, company. Just trying to picture this. So and so you said twenty four months. So at that time, we go out and get refinance the mortgage through her. Yeah. We we get new mortgage. You get a new mortgage through whoever, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase. Um, so what if we know, can't get approved for one? Well, we're going to help you with that. I spent 12 okay. years in mortgage so banking you- and owned a mortgage company. So we, if credit is the okay. issue, we force place the credit restoration up front. 
The good news with that is, is that anything and everything you can do for credit repair can be initiated in 76 days or less. So you don't have to go through some big elongated, drawn-out process. Um, now, if you've been on the website, there's a girl, there's a single mom on there that we did a deal for a number of years ago, and she went through the process. She came to us with a 376 credit score, did exactly what wow. I told her to do, and, yeah, it's bad. Um, she had 31 derogatory accounts when she came to us. By sending out mm-hmm. the two letters that I told her to send out, she legally mm-hmm. eliminated 28 of the 31 derogatory accounts in 69 mm-hmm. days and increased her score by 191 points. Wow. Okay. Okay, so you so, know what you're doing at that department. <laughs> well, I'd like to think so. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for, you know, 15 years or so. It's more than that now. All right. 18 years. So, okay. Um, so it, the, the home we're in now, I mean, if we go down this road, we're going to be short-selling it. Okay. So how is that going to affect everything? Well, that depends on two things. Number one, why do you need to short sale it? And number two, if you're going to short sale it, ideally you would want to do what's called a qualified short sale so that you can qualify for mortgage financing within 90 days of the short sale as opposed to the traditional short sale that the banks are going to treat like a foreclosure and require, uh-huh. you know, 36 month seasoning. In other words, uh-huh. 36 months away from the short sale date before they'll finance you again. So uh-huh. I guess my question to you is this, why do you need to short sale it? Why can't we just put another buyer in there that doesn't qualify that who will take over all the payments and maintenance and repairs and all that and give it an opportunity to recover valuation-wise? Um, well, I, I guess because we're in the, wa- in the hole, in the water, whatever the statement is. you know, uh, on Underwater? The- yeah, underwater. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he hasn't, he hasn't paid the mortgage in seven months. <laughs> and, yeah. Okay. Thanks. It just became apparent why. Why? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. So yeah, I guess he doesn't tell you the things that he should be telling you. So we're not wasting everybody's time here. But um, we we have our mortgage to HSBC. It's only under his name, but the so-called deed is in both of our names. Um. He works and has a good job and makes a good income, but, you know, I, I don't know what, what he did. So, you know, he's they work with us a lot. Nothing has been started as far as foreclosure or anything. And the latest he spoke to them, he was going to pay them $6,000 today or by Wednesday, and then next month pay them a certain amount, and then the following month pay them a certain amount, and they were, they were going to take the, the reagent. And then we'd be current mm-hmm. and, you know, continue to pay if we were choosing to stay in the home. Um, so went through, like, a loan modification? Well, yeah. We, I mean, we did get a loan modification already on it. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't paid in seven months, and he's been working with them, kind of stalling them, I guess. So, yeah. So, I don't know if that changes everything we're talking about or, you know. Well, I guess the question becomes, do you, are you going to qualify by yourself? Um, I don't know. I don't make enough money. Um, you know, I, uh, my salary is like 36000 a year. Um, so that's it. Uh, you know, 
I mean, his is, you know, he's just got a promotion, so he jumped up to 111 a year. So, but that's it. Okay. Well, the challenge there, my, obviously... My credit is score is better than his, obviously. Um, I think mine's like 650 or 690. I don't know. I don't know what his is. Obviously, it's low. Um... The challenge is going to be that we need to structure the contract for the long enough term. And that's fine. We can do that with Diane. So that's not a big deal. Um, cause you're going to need to be able to be 36 months out of that short sale. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If, if they see, here's the problem. You got to understand this. There's no guarantee you're going to get a short sale. Uh-huh. Well, he's talked to them about it before and, you know, they kind of said to him at certain times, you know, you should consider a short sale. It's HSBC. Yeah. They they work pretty well with us. I mean, no, I understand. Pretty. Just, just, I understand. <laughs> just trust me. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I've been yeah. No, I mean, I've know, I've known. Yeah. You know, like Wells Fargo in our area is pretty bad um, as far as working with you know people. But you know, as far as the company, the mortgage company, they're pretty lenient. <clears throat> so. That's where we're at, you know. Okay, that's fine. I mean, like I said, we just have to structure the contract term long enough to allow him to escape the seasoning requirement the lenders are going to have on the short Uh sale or foreclosure, whatever it ends up becoming, so that Uh we don't put him in a deal that he can't qualify for up front. Right. Okay. So that would be, you feel, another year? Well, it's going to be, it's like 36 months is what they're going to be looking at from a seasoning okay. perspective. But understand something, that's from the short sale or foreclosure Eight. sale date. Right. So that, right. that could not, be... That could be next year. Eight months. From, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, okay, well, can we see the property? Yeah, I mean, if that's if you're, this is the direction you want to go in. What I do, let me explain this so it makes sense. Um, you've been on the website. There's an application that's on there. Once that gets uh, filled out, then I can coordinate with Diane for a time okay. for you guys to see the property. What I do is I, I make sure that people understand what it is that we're doing. They make application. It's a thirty-seven dollars for the application because and that's an intentional roadblock, so that we're not wasting her time because she's got to get the house ready and all that stuff. Um, I want to make sure Uh that you understand what the deal is first. And then if that house does not work, like I said, then we have a custom home finder program also that I can secure another property for you that does. Because you guys have, Uh you have all the time, you you have all the time you need right now with the property because you're not making payments anyway. I mean, not Uh, foreclosure yet. What happened if we went with you to do that, do this on this house, like you were saying? The challenge there, yeah, I mean, there's there's two ways to make that work. One way is that you have to get the the payments brought current somehow. And the there's a couple ways that can happen. Loan modification is one where they take the arrearage and put it on the backside of the loan, and then they drop your rate and payment. That's one way to do it. Another way is through getting a buyer in the property who's not that far off from qualifying or who that does qualify let them get in the house and then we negotiate the short sale that they end up closing on. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple different ways that that, that, that can work. And what I would suggest, mm-hmm. honestly, is I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. There's no reason for us not to market the home. Mm-hmm. There's no reason we shouldn't market the house and see what kind of bites we get on it and um, mm-hmm. see if there's something that can be put together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll see the direct link to the application here in just a second. Okay. okay. And then to get that filled out, okay. and I will, I'll get a hold of Diane and... Um, when are you available to see the house? Um, uh, he works in Washington every day, so it would have to be, you know, um, like at night or on a Saturday or a Sunday. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, anytime. That, that probably works better for them because they work too. Okay. All right, uh, I'll fill out the laws. I'll talk to Vito and tell him everything we discussed, and then uh, fill out the application, and we'll go from there. All right, right. 10-4, and I'll call you back as soon as I get it and can confirm a time for you. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Vincent. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. If you found any value in this podcast, please use our Give to Get method and take a moment to give us a five-star rating in iTunes and your favorite podcast service so we can keep giving you excellent episodes of real content you can use to profit today. 